Welcome to the official podcast of PostSpy.com. My name is Jack Woodhams, I'm the founder of the website and your host. This episode's guest is designer and illustrator Nuno Sonadas. Nuno is currently a full-time designer, and between making official posters for short films and feature films, he also makes a lot of his own fan posters, which collectively have been viewed over 400,000 times on the PosterSpy website. In this episode, we discuss how competitive the poster scene can be, why the use of social media has benefited Nuno's career, we also discuss AI, and why it's becoming such a big problem in the creative industry. If you've been enjoying this podcast so far, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll unlock extended versions of all of these episodes, as well as discounts with our partners. Simply head to patreon.com slash posterspy. Hey Nuno, welcome to the Posterspy podcast. Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm actually really excited to sit down and chat with you because you've actually been a member of PostSpy since 2017, which is yes. a long time. It is a long time, yeah. Um, I remember it was my girlfriend that sent me the link to this site and say, hey, check out this site. They have poster briefs for, for movies. You should give it a shot. And I, uh, I remember my first one was Winter, Wind River. Mm-hmm, it was the mm-hmm. first brief that I did. And uh, that uh, was the big propeller for still doing what I do. So in a way, thank you. <laughs> in a way, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, the site doesn't really do the competitions anymore. And it's a shame yeah. in a way because, well, not a shame. I think it's the right thing what we're doing now when we're doing yeah. the commissions. But I think for a lot of artists, the competitions were a really good way to sort of try something new, uh, think outside the box a little bit if they were sort of uninspired to do something. Um, but no, I definitely think, you know, where we're at now is, is a good place. So currently you've actually got over 400,000 poster views across your profile. So that's like everything you've uploaded. That's the amount of views you've got across it. Um, has there been a poster you've created recently that really sticks out as one of your favorites? Uh, well, recently I did the, uh, the ballerina one. Yes. Uh, that really took off and I really didn't expect it. I was working on it. I uploaded it like at 2 a.m., uh, before going to bed and I woke up, my phone was burning up with all the notifications. What the hell is going on? And I noticed that it was shared all over. And uh, it was curious because it was my first serious incursion with 3D assets because I'm I'm taking an online course for Blender and learning how to do it. And I took the opportunity, felt inspiration. Oh, let me try and see what I can cook with this. And it was great. Like it was really overwhelming the the reception it had, and uh, just motivated me to keep on doing so. And I, and I will. And I'm working on more stuff with 3D. So that was that that was that was a good one. Yeah. Well, I'd love to know about how you actually got into posters because, from my experience of you, you know, posters has been pretty much all I've seen you create because I've paid yeah. attention to all your work on Poster Spy and sort of outside of that as well. Are movie posters always something you've been interested in? Yes, uh, I, I always uh, loved movies since I remember. And posters uh, came in uh, slowly but steadily. Uh, I remember the one poster, I always bring this up because it was a really emo- an impactful moment, was the when The Rocketeer premiered in theaters. There was the Art Deco teaser poster that was mm-hmm. on the marquee at the local theater. And I just fell in love with it. And like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. And uh it triggered the passion and I started looking more closely to the movie poster uh, thing. And uh, and then uh, I remember 2012, uh, I was part of an association in Lidia where I used to live in, in Portugal. And they decided to do uh, a poster, uh, an alternative poster, uh, how do I say, uh, exhibition. And uh, we invited six artists local 
And we did a little magazine and all that. We had an exhibition at a local bar and it was great. It was uh, Star Wars. It was probably my first alternative poster I ever made. It was for that particular event. And then I kept on dwelling uh, on it. And uh, and then, like I said, uh, my girlfriend kind of pushed me into the site. And then that's that was, okay, I'm, I want to do this. I really want to do this. So. And so for you now is sort of making posters. That's, that's it. That's your like chosen career path. It's where you want to be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned as well that you, you said that you saw the Rocketeer poster and that's kind of what kickstarted you. And it made me think mm-hmm. about myself and when, what got me into movie posters. And do you know what? It's really weird. I don't actually think a particular movie poster or being a fan of movie posters ever actually got me into poster design, which seems weird as the person that owns Poster Spy, right? You'd think that, you know, maybe it was like the Back to the Future poster or something like that that really got me into it. But no, I think weirdly for me, it was because I loved movies and from a young age, I was also doing design work. So I'd been like, I had a YouTube channel when I was like 16 doing like YouTube tutorials. And because I was doing film at uni at the time, I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's a way that I can, you know, join these two passions together with wanting to make films and also my design experience. And that's where I started making my own alternative movie posters, you know, like kind of minimalist stuff when that was popular. Yeah, exactly. I actually never really had that sort of, I, I, this poster, I love it. And that's what I want to do. So it's funny, I speak to so many artists who that's kind of like their origin story. You know, they, they grew up with posters on their wall and that's what made them want to be movie poster designers. But then me, as someone who runs the site, it's a completely different experience for me. Yeah, uh, uh, for me, I can't, I can't pinpoint that because it really hit me hard, the the the, the visuals of that poster and the, the, the way, because it was so different from what was uh, done at the time. Uh, and then it, it, it kind of, I, I I also was I always wanted to be involved in the movie industry or uh, in in movies and in, in in the art of performing. Uh, I was a theater actor for like two years, uh, mainly for child's uh, children's plays. It was kind of weird, <laughs> but it was really great. Um, it was an outlet that I loved, and um, the poster thing is 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 great because it allowed me to, like you said, bring those two worlds together. How can I be a part? of the movie industry doing something that I can uh, say that I'm good at. And that was it. Like, okay, I can be a, a graphic designer, a visual artist for the movie industry. And that's where I really like to, to do. You're thinking about it. That might be why a lot of people do get into the movie poster design because yeah. they're fans of movies. And I suppose you can't just go and go out and make a movie on your own. I mean, you probably could, but it likely wouldn't be very good um whereas yeah. as a designer you can sit in your bedroom and you can make a movie poster and, and show that sort of appreciation and feel like you're part of something even though i guess in a way you're not unless you're part of the, you know the actual film studio and the crew and whatever but i think yeah. that's what a lot of artists feel isn't it like when they make these posters these sort of fan art posters or whatever you want to call it they really can feel like oh this is something i want to show appreciation for and i feel part of now absolutely i totally agree with that yeah so your work varies between uh, photo composite work and also illustration. And I've seen a lot more mm-hmm. illustration from you recently. I think when you first started, you were doing more sort of comp stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm interested to know that when you make a poster and you're, well, you're thinking of making one, how do you decide which approach is best? So when you've got an idea or you've got a film that you, you like the idea of making a poster for, what makes you think, I'm going to do an illustration for that or I'm going to do a photo comp for that? Is, is it a tough choice? 
Um, it, it comes to me very naturally. I don't go the route of illustration very frequently because uh, in all honesty, I don't think I'm a very good illustrator. I just do it because I like certain styles of illustration and I like to to, to try and, 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 and do it for personal satisfaction. Um, but uh, no, it, it's very natural. I remember one of those that, that also uh, was partly successful online was the Predator one that I made like last year or two years ago. And it just uh, felt right immediately. I knew that, no, that I want to draw this one this way. I want to do it in this, in this style. So no, it, it's, it's, it, it's very spontaneous. I don't think of, I'm going to do this illustrated. I'm going to do this something for this. Oh, this illustrator would be good. And I go for it. There's no big process behind it. I think that's uh, funny you say that because, well, I'd assume a lot of illustrators, when they're making stuff or designers, whatever, they would tend to gravitate towards what is becomes quite popular. So if they're doing more illustration stuff and then the illustrations become popular, they're more likely to do more of that. Whereas for you, it sounds like it's you, you don't get too affected by that because you mentioned that your Prey poster, that did really well. But then, you know, you are still doing the key art style stuff. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting that you, you're not really being pushed by what social media is sort of telling you to do, if you like. Yeah, not not really. No, the the only thing that social media might inspire me in some ways is I see something trending, but I have to like it. It has to mean something to me. Uh, like, oh, this would be cool. I probably will take the the train and do something for this uh, now. And uh, and the ballerina one was actually one of those situations where I saw they released uh, some 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 piece of news regarding the movie, and I took oh. I'm probably going to take the the hype train and do something for this, and it just happened very quickly. Uh, I mean, the, the the decision of wanting to do it, the poster took a while, but uh, yeah. So that's the only thing that social media kind of dictates uh, uh, the way I work is, oh, um, here's a, an opportunity to honor a movie that I actually like and take uh, get some views out of it too. Well, I think that's good because I do think a lot of artists would be swayed by you know, they start doing a certain illustration style or whatever, and that gets popular and they'll just keep doing that because it feels like the right thing to do, or they feel like they'll get more sort of validation from it and more people liking their work. But having that sort of separation and being able to apply it only where you feel like it's necessary, I think is a real strong, well, a real strong benefit of, of you as a designer to be able to say, you know what, even though people are really liking this certain style, I'm going to do my thing. I think that's a really nice quality to have. It, it's good to hear that, actually. Thank you. <laughs> well, I do really like your key art designs because I think in this scene, a lot of people do think that illustration is the only thing that can get, you know, a lot of interest because this scene is very much built up on, you know, screen print collectors, illustration collectors, people that want that style. Whereas obviously, as with, you know, in a world of alternative movie posters, people don't tend to do the photorealism stuff, or at least photographic stuff. But what you do is still very different to what a studio releases. So what do you think sets your work apart from what we see from the studios? Ah, um, I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pick up on something that you said before to go to move forward on that question. The, the reason I also don't do that much illustration is because my, my main goal as, as, as a graphic designer is to do commercial work. I really want to dwell on the original releases uh, for, from studios. That's what I really want to do. That's what passion, uh, the, the passion I have is, you know, a director gives me a movie and I have to from create something from that without any pre-established visuals or anything. It's like me, the movie, the movie gave me ideas, I'll put them on the poster. I, I think that uh, what, what uh, makes me 
different is the fact that I I, I really love to go for themes. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, posters uh, that you see nowadays, it, it, it's it's very collage and it's very hey, we have to have the face of this guy and this guy and this actress and all that, and uh, because we have to sell this movie because uh, these these actors are all there, and I like to go a little bit more uh, deep cut, so to speak. Uh, I like to get themes and I I like to get different uh, perspectives on on a scene or something that that makes a movie um, more. Uh, appealing I, I don't I don't know if that's the, the correct word I, I tend to not think very in, on the marketing thing and I try to think on the artistic side of it like what let me get this movie represented in one image that I think would be important for the audience to gravitate towards it and probably that's that's the thing uh, I've I've done a bit of that with original films and directors really seem to to like it well also true that they're not constrained by the uh, they're small movies, so there's not many executives executives putting their hands in the jar saying, "Oh, this can't be, this can't be." So it's there's a lot of artistic freedom there. Um, sadly, I don't have the experience of big studios. Probably I'll have to conform to their ideals as well when it kind of, the time comes. But I hope it comes because I, I would like to also try to hey let's 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 give them I don't know just a few concepts that steer away from it and. See if they stick. Probably they stick. Who knows? Well, I do think that is one of the strengths of your work. Uh, the fact that even though it is the key art look and even though it uses photos, uh, a lot of it, you um, you don't have those restrictions of a studio. And I think that's quite nice. You know, it's not very often. And I will say you are probably one of the few designers that is doing sort of a mix between illustration and photo composites. But you're doing the photo composites really well because they don't look like a movie studio poster. You know, when you see a movie studio poster, they do have a very specific look. It's very easy to spot. And I think your work sort of really sort of bridges that gap between the creative side and then the photo composite as well, which I think is is great. Well, yeah, well, thank you. Uh it, yeah, it's 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 difficult because I, I again, social media throws so much work of that nature that gives you, oh, there are so many talented people. How am I going to break through? But I think it just happened naturally. Like I, I went in a certain direction, practiced a lot. Like most of my fan art is also that. It's practice. It's just try to get new things, new concepts, new ideas. And I think I was lucky enough to develop, to, like you said, a certain style that I can be identified with. And that's great. That's really one of the things that I was really aspiring uh, and and seeing people respond to it in that sense, it's really rewarding. But in the same way, you do get a lot of people online criticizing the studio poster and, and you know, they will hate on, you know, the Spider-Man poster that came out or whatever. And as someone working with image composites, does that make you worried? Do you, do you get a bit disheartened by that and worry about your own work? Do you feel like people might think the same about yours? Uh, disheartened, yes. Uh, but I also understand that most of the times probably all of the times, the designers have little to do with those decisions. They just have to, in the end, do what they're told because they're big movies. Like you mentioned, the Spider-Man ones, the, po the posters were not the best, but how, how much, how many, uh, what were the concepts that the designer actually threw at them? The, probably if you look at them like, oh, these were great, but the studios, no, decided to go in a different direction. So disheartened a bit, but at the same time, I feel like, oh, I, I actually feel that I can pull something a little bit better than this. So I'll just keep on working until I am given a shot. 
And then the important thing is that you don't blow it when you have it. Of course. Yeah. And I think that question was a bit of like a devil's advocate question because yeah. I know <laughs> that your work is not like the studio work. And I don't think people would go online and be like, hey, this looks like, you know, studio poster. It's, it's not good or whatever, because that's why your work is different, because it's very identifiable and you can tell that it's not like that. Particularly one of yours that I really love is the Furiosa poster that you did, which uh, I yeah. think I can't remember when you did that now. I think it was quite a while ago. But that, I think, is actually one of my favorite posters of yours because oh, you. even though you have the actress in the, the mirror, it just feels so like I've just not seen any other person come up with something like that, which is, well, a testament to your work, I think, that you managed to take these photos and you've, you've created something which does feel completely unique. And you've not been given the assets by a studio or anything like that. No, no. Uh, well, first, thank you. Uh, that was, uh, uh, actually, it came together in six or seven hours. It was like, have the idea in the morning and just publish it on, put it online at the evening. It, sometimes I'm lucky and it, and things just go very quickly like that. And, and it's strokes of inspiration that I always aspire to have. Yeah, but that was a lot of fun and it had a lot of good, uh, re good uh, reactions from the, from the audience as well. Yeah. So thank you for that. And I want to kind of go back to something you mentioned earlier, because you said that um, a lot of the commercial illustration, uh, sorry, a lot of the commercial poster stuff isn't the illustration, because obviously we see commercial posters, it's usually the photo comps. Do you feel like that is a benefit for you? Because most of your work is either photo or illustration that you can kind of swap between the two? Uh, I, I, I can't say it. It's not. It is a benefit. Yes, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's. It makes it easier for me to 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 step into that world because that's ninety percent, ninety five percent of the posters. That uh, don't get me wrong. I've seen uh, official posters from illustrators that are absolutely gorgeous. I remember the one, I think it was early this year from um, the last night in Soho. One of the illustrated posters that was gorgeous. I remember that that poster was really beautiful, and uh, there were more. I remember posting a few. And I'm sad that there are not more illustration uh, posters made for official releases, but that's that's a field that I know that I can't I have no chance. So I'll, I'll just go and do my the thing that I'm best at, I think, and 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 push forward because uh, you know going going ah, now I'm going to try and be a good illustrator. It's 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 not like that. It takes time. It I can do it uh, in parallel, but I cannot lose the focus that. In the end, you have to pay bills and stuff like that. Uh, so I need that kind of work to just uh, put me on, on, in 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 place to 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 do that. The illustration, if it if it pops up and it is something that I can I can do. I I I also am very upfront when people come to me or clients. Hey, can you do this illustrator? No, I cannot. But like I can refer you to a couple of illustrators that can do that. But that's not my forte. You're going to get a, a half-assed work if I do it. So. Well, I'm I, think that's very... a little, I think that's a little bit unfair on yourself. Like some of your illustrations are super good. Like your Reservoir Dogs one is really good. And you've done this one as well, which I'm on your website at the minute. And you've got this other one for Waltz of the Angels, which is like a combo of illustration uh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and key art, the photo comps. And that looks great. And I'm assuming you did the illustrate illustrative parts of this poster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was all uh, drawn. To... That was uh, incredible. That director, Braden, Braden, Barton, I think it's, uh, yep, if I'm pronouncing it, yeah. it correctly. Yeah. He gave me carte blanche, which is something that you rarely get. Like, do your thing. Uh, show me what you, the, the short movie, it's, it's really cool, actually. It's, it's a mix of 
a, a snatch with this as this vibe, this Guy Ritchie vibe, but with angels and 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 uh, biblical imagery. So I oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be. I'm going to go full nuts on this. And he loved it. Like the first concept, I I I showed him. He loved it. And when I can, I try to do something like that to make it a little bit more spicy because the movie is also a little bit different. So let's let's have the poster reflect that a bit. Um, yeah, I try to take these those opportunities uh, as much as I can. You know, but 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 thank you again for thinking about the illustration thing. I I, I like a certain style. And I stick to it. I, like you said before, I don't look at trends or anything like that. It's just, it feels feels right. And I I want to do it. That That's the only reason I do it. And obviously a lot of your work being the, I'm going to rephrase that, not obviously. I always say obviously about stuff and it's like, it's not obvious. I don't know why I'd say that. All right. So, and when it comes to your photo comp work where you've used, you know, images from a film or other other assets, how do you actually find them? Because I would say another reason your work is set apart from a lot of people that do the photo comp stuff is that, okay, for an example, when a movie comes out like a big Marvel movie and people make posters for it, often on Poster Spy, I'll see a lot of the same image used over and over again from various artists. They'll use like the key art image of a character or something like that, which does mean that their work just sort of filters with everything else. And it doesn't really stand out because you look at it and you just go, okay, it's that same image of this guy. And then it's across four different posters. Whereas with a lot of your work, you tend to use images that aren't as as uh, popular, I suppose. And that is another reason your work stands out. But where do you find these? How do you find the assets for your posters? Yeah, it's it's very difficult. There's there's a lot of googling involved, uh, a, a lot of research, a lot of time spent. Uh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This works. And then you find an image and you try on a poster and it doesn't work. Then you try another one. Um, but yeah, there's there's this. Um, there's this movie site, uh, movie, movie stills DB, uh, which you can search. I'm not sure what the the the, the name is, the address, uh, but uh, it has a lot of backstage, uh, behind the scenes footage, production photos, pu- publicity, promo, uh, high quality. Actually, uh, that's a good uh, resource for me. I always go see what they have there because they update it regularly. Uh, I use, uh, you mentioned the Marvel posters, um, statues and action figures and, uh, from, uh, different producers, like there's, there's a lot of, uh, good high resolution images of those statues, uh, online that you can use, I guess it's photos of statues. So it should be <laughs> free, free game more or less. And, um, stock images and 3d assets. Like, uh, I started recently using, uh, that that's been very helpful too. So it's it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of stuff, but googling you can never get tired of it. And the one of one tool that could help you is when you are searching for it, and sometimes you find a good photo, but you just give it up because it's so small resolution that it's it's going to lower the quality of your work. Just think if it's worth investing in something that you, uh, an upscaler. There are upscalers online, but invest in something that 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 allows you to to upscale those images and use, because it also saves you a lot of time. Uh, the time that you're searching for stuff online is time that you could be using, creating stuff. So it, in a way, it kind of makes your workflow a little bit easier and faster. So yeah, but I know that it's it involves money, so not all, all, not everyone can uh, jump on that boat. But uh, hey, it's uh, it's 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 there. It's available. Just uh, do your thing. Do you? 
Which upscaler is that? Which one would you recommend? Uh, the one I'm using is is the Topaz Labs, the Gigapixel. Uh, I also have the denoiser and the sharpener, but uh, normally the Gigapixel does 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 a pretty good job at it. And then you have mobile apps like Remini and stuff that can really work on faces and and, and stuff like that, uh, which is always always a good thing to have the faces be properly uh, high quality. But uh, yeah, just uh, tons of tools. You mentioned using 3D assets as well in your work, and that's something you've been doing more of recently. You've been actually rendering things out and adding that to your posters. And Matt as well, who was on the podcast previously, mentioned how he was using 3D in his work. And I do think 3D is a real benefit to learn. There seems to be so many artists now who are taking advantage of it. But how have you found it useful in your own workflow? Oh, it it's it it was really a a game changer, or it's really revealing itself to be a game changer. It 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 allows you to to more quickly uh, tackle the concepts that come to your mind uh, without with much more freedom because you can manipulate the assets to fit your perspective and your concepts instead of oh, I need this 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 car, but I can only find it in this position. So how make this make this work? And eventually. You s- you either just change your concept or, or abandon it completely. The 3D, it's, it's been really, I have this idea and and I've been able to bring them to light, to fruition as I wanted because I had that tool. So yeah, uh, if, if if you're into the, this this after I, I read an article about an artist that mentioned that. Uh, it, it's a popular art, article online about an Oblivion poster. And he mentions that it was very difficult because he had to model the Brooklyn Bridge. I think it was the Brooklyn or the Golden Gate Bridge in 3D to get Tom Cruise. The poster is gorgeous. I, I love that poster. And that was when, uh, oh, I have to learn 3D one day because this is really, this is really cool. But I only was able to, to do it recently. And, uh, oh, I'm definitely going down that rabbit hole. It's, it's really great. And I recommend if you're going into the key art world, I think it's a very good tool to to be able to to use and which poster have you worked on recently where you've used 3d uh i've used the the ballerina one was the first that i really brought it to to a level that was new to me and then i made one almost immediately uh uh, i made two for john wick actually uh for john wick 4 and for john wick 2 i'm on a i'm I'm gonna finish the series now but uh, those two used uh, 3d assets um the, the John Wick 2 was challenging because there were more assets than normally. Um, but I think it turned out really... It's not all perfect because I, I really wanted one asset that I, I, I couldn't find. And then there's another thing I couldn't find for free. I tend to use free um, assets because, you know, money. <laughs> uh, but um, there, there, there's enough material for you to create good stuff there. So those three are are basically showcasing the best i can do for now with 3d and are there any websites you can recommend for people to check out in terms of getting you know 3d models or anything like that uh there are two that i go uh, regularly which is uh cg trader and sketchfab and there's also turbo squid i think i have an account on that one too those three uh the the, the libraries should be enough for you to to realize uh, your ideas uh, but there's tons of stuff out there uh just uh, you know google is your friend for that so don't be afraid so you've spoken briefly already about your work and how it varies between, you know, the key art and the photo composites to the illustration. Have you found it particularly difficult, would you say, as a key art designer, 
to get noticed or promote your work in a landscape which is very much oriented towards the illustrative stuff? Um, yes. Uh, like uh, I, I don't have. I mentioned before too that I don't. I don't have big desires to be uh, showcasing my work in in galleries because I know that's not the kind of work that they're going for. So it it in the beginning I wanted to like oh why are people not showing my my or sharing my work and then I realized oh because it's not illustrated and that's a perfectly legit uh, reason for them to do so. So at, at, with time, I realized what I wanted to do, and that was just not the way for me. So uh, I'm, I'm just trying to, the work I develop right now is to try to open doors for the, the, uh, the original market, so to speak, the commercial market. That's what I really want to do. If uh, I actually had a gallery come to me once to, 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 to get a, 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 a Dune poster I made like two years ago, but it never came to fruition, they're like, oh, okay, this is... I don't think it's for me either anyway. So it's, it's, it's okay. So you've actually been a freelance designer for around five years, you said, right? About yep, five years you've, more been, less. you've been getting at it. What has been your main sort of source of work? Um, well, I, I do a bit of, um, they call, call it hustling, uh, sending emails and, and trying to, to, to reach out to studios and people. Uh, sadly, the, uh, the response, uh, comes from 2% of those and normally it's negative. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the, the main, the main flow of work comes through, Hey, I saw your work on Instagram. Do you do original stuff? Hey, I saw this in, on Twitter, you make posters for movies. And, uh, that's normally w where, where the, the work comes from. Uh, I recently in, in 2020 mid COVID, I got in touch with, or he got in touch with me with Stuart Holroyd, the illustrator. And we hit it off really well from the beginning, talking about art and then movies and stuff. And uh, uh, Smudge was born a few months after that first contact. Um, we thought it would and be- Smudge is your, And Smudge is like your company name. That's, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the creative effort, I call it of myself and uh Stuart. He's a brilliant illustrator. If you don't know his work, just go find him on on the socials. He's he's, he's there more on on Instagram actually. And uh I do the main concept the design work for it for him to illustrate and uh I think it's been working really well. We've been doing really interesting stuff. Uh a few things for XYZ, probably the most uh, um mainstream stuff. Uh, but actually our first gig was for a Netflix movie with Batista Bushwick, uh, the directors wanted to do a, a poster for the burn, Burnt uh, edition, which is the black and white version. So they reached out to us and we pulled that off in 48 hours, I guess, like from concept to execution. That was, that was a, a lightning in the bottle. But uh, yeah, that, that kicked off the whole thing. We saw that we worked really well together and we're still kicking it and, and doing stuff. So that also brings some to the, to the table. But yes, mostly uh, short films and independent uh, uh, films that, that that I get to work on. And you mentioned that, you know, social media has clearly been beneficial for you. If most people are finding you through your Instagram, through your Twitter or anything like that. Do you feel like there's anything you do in particular on those social platforms to encourage people to message you? Or do you simply just post your work? I, I simply just post, and I know it's 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 a little bit lazy that uh, I just post and wait for for the people to come to me. But uh, I, I honestly, uh, in 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 
it became a bit frustrating to just keep getting ghosted. Like I, I, I can handle a no, no, I'm not interested, but just no feedback, no nothing. It's, it's very frustrating. Uh, lately things have been picking up for some reason. Uh, there's a lot more people noticing my work, but I didn't do anything different. I just, I guess, I think the work got better, which I hope it's a thing. Uh, and, uh, people just are sharing it more and more and, and, and getting, uh, and of course the word of mouth, it's, it's, it's also important. Uh, I, I have a few that say, Hey, you're, you did that poster for that director. He really recommended you. You want to do something for myself as well. So no, in in terms of social media, it's just a lot of hashtagging and uh, ads, you know, and sometimes uh, a big page sees your work, shares it. And uh, for instance, the, the ballerina one, it was shared, although not credited, it was shared by Jim Cummings, the director. Now, that thing just went totally ballistic. So yeah, sometimes it's the right post at the right hour. It just might get you the attention that you need. Well, I think that's good to sort of discuss because a lot of artists do wonder if they're doing the right thing on social media. You know, they spend hours and hours promoting their work. And sometimes, like you said, they just get ghosted or they don't get any kind of feedback at all. They don't get any interest. But I think it's very important to just talk about that and make it make other people aware that they're not the only people going through that. It's such a competitive industry and there's so many illustrators and designers trying to get into this. So it's great to sort of shed a light on the fact that you know they're not alone in that oh no definitely not i i talked to a lot of uh a lot of artists that i uh, got to know s through social media that became uh, uh good e friends i'd like to uh, to, to, to say and yeah, we're all in the same thing. Like there, we all have the same issues, the same problems, the same struggles. And uh, some are are lucky, and uh, and uh, and they do it. And uh, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit uh, negative when uh, uh, I asked about this because some 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 people like to maintain the 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 positive aspect that uh, oh there's room for everyone. Like no, there's not. Like it's it's a limited space. There's no room for for everyone. The the only thing that you can do is work hard. Keep pushing, believe in yourself. Uh, I know it's a fortune cookie thing, but just just keep keep putting yourself out there. Like if 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 you keep getting better and your work speaks for itself, people will notice. But you have to fight. You don't have to. You can't just you know hope for uh, for things to happen. So it's not a very uh, optimistic uh, vision, but I think it's the real one. Like you can't just wait and and things happen to you. Just have to. Not 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 in a competitive way, but in 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 a relevant way to be relevant to to make people like oh this guy's good why don't we call him like that? But then at the same time there is that sort of difficult position of if you are to to get noticed and to to get that work out there you know you mentioned working hard and being on top of it all the time but then there is also that sort of sort of uh, I can explain it. That's sort of like factory mill of feeling like you need to consistently make things all the time, you know, otherwise you'll just get left behind and no one will notice you. And it's a shame that we have to talk about design and art in this way these days, because I think the issue is, is that, yeah, if you, if you are just an artist that does one piece a year or something, the chances are you're probably not going to be as popular as an artist who can do you know, three pieces a week. And I'm not saying anybody should be doing three pieces a week because that's probably yeah. ridiculous. But you know what I mean, right? It's just the case of the fact that we're in this social media driven industry now where the most people that are getting hired, it's likely that they're just constantly putting stuff out all the time. 
do you think do you think that kind of encourages worse work in a way in the sense that you know people don't have months anymore to spend time refining things they've almost got to put things out just as quickly as possible uh i think that sadly it it, it adds to the um the the decaying of oh well, that was decaying not decaying i i think that adds to the to the pressure and the um the frustration of artists nowadays uh, my girlfriend can be a witness. When are we go on vacation? Uh, on the second week, I'm already twitching to go back to work because otherwise people are going to forget about me. And 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 it's this this constant thing of the, the the fear of because the algorithms will eat you alive if you don't post stuff that you're just going to be pushed down the list and people will not see your work. And I think it's more that 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 people people feel the pressure to put out to to, to stay relevant and that. It's it's like a snake eating eating its own tail. You just go into this spiral because you sit at the computer for three hours, and nothing comes up, and oh my god, I I'm gonna lose the train, and and then you put pressure on you, and 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 it just feeds the machine. It, it it's complicated to manage. I I I've been there. I I try to not get it to me because I trust now that ah, if it's not today, tomorrow it will pop up or something like that. And uh, I've been proven that I can be two weeks without uh, uh, putting nothing uh, out there. And the next thing I do just makes 2,000, 3,000 views and stuff like that. So just just don't let social media get a hold of you because that, 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 is, that is a beast. That, that will eat you alive and spit you out. It's, it's really, really bad. And, and I still suffer from it. But um, my girlfriend puts me in check and put the phone away and stuff like that. It's always good to have someone to to put you in check. But yeah, it, it's the worst thing is is what it does to to your um, mental state and that that constant pressure that that can be a, a a tough thing to 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 go through. And of course, now artists also have to contend with AI. I don't really support AI at all. I don't think it's good for anybody because. Uh, how do we how do I say this? I don't really think there's any skill involved in the AI stuff. Like I think the technology there's there was skill to make the AI technology, of course. But then actually using it and just using like prompts and stuff like that to create art, which I'm putting in uh air quotes because it's I wouldn't yeah. really consider it art. Um I'm not, I'm just not a fan of it at all. And I'd love to hear, you know, your take on it. From my, from my perspective, it seems to be that a lot of artists are worried that AI is essentially going to phase them out. And I kind of share that sentiment because I know from working with, you know, studios, working in different industries that most of the time people are looking for the cheapest, fastest, easiest way to do something. And if AI isn't that, then... I don't know what it is. Do you know what I mean? It is literally all three of those things, which I, Absolutely. which is terrifying because I do think that eventually we're going to start seeing AI being used for, for things. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if I start getting clients coming to me and saying, have you been looking into AI? Would you do some AI stuff? Do you want to do some AI? And no, I'm not going to do it at all. And I just want to make my stance on that very clear. Um, I think that AI is essentially just robbing artists of their, not only their work, but like their integrity and even the just, I don't know. It, it, I just don't think it even deserves to be called art personally. It's like AI. Yeah. I, I don't know. I call them outputs. Yeah. Yeah. If anything outputs, they're just like regurgitations, aren't they? Of what already yes. exists. I mean, it's not, it isn't art. And uh, what I don't understand is people defending it. 
That's what I don't get. People saying, oh, yeah. but, but it is, it is art. It, you know, it, there's some amazing AI artworks. Yeah, but they're not. They're all based on what has already been fed into the system. Like it's already, if you can't wrap your head around that, then, you know, I don't think you should even be in the art space. But essentially, and don't correct me if I'm wrong, but this is essentially how AI works, right? There's like a system or, or, or a program that then leeches on all this information that already exists out there in the world. And it says, you know, this is a face, this is a building, this is this, this is that. And it's using assets already out there, whether or not that's from photographers, illustrators, filmmakers, whatever. It's, it's all content that's owned by real people, right? Unless, yep. unless I'm mistaken and AI is using, you know, royalty-free images, but I very much doubt that's the case. But that's how it works, right? Yeah. For for what I for let let me just start by saying that I second everything you said about uh, the way it was put together and the way it's being used. It's it's uh, it's uh, pretty much. Uh, I'm gonna take my my swear card and say it's a shit show. Basically, what's going on with that? Uh, but yeah, I think you you said it correctly. It just uh, they call it scraping. It scrapes uh, image databases and and just uh, puts them into a and, and a, a grinder when it mixes everything and then with word salads explaining that's a face, that's an arm, that's a person dancing, that's a person flying. And then you just type person flying and, uh, you know, it just comes out with a few things that uh, other artists have put their lives and hearts into it and pays no respect to them. It's, it's, it's dreadful what is happening right now, actually. Uh, uh, the, the, the people that call it art tend to be the people that allows for this to validate them, basically. Um, but it's it's been terrible. I've been, I've been uh, exhausted with with uh, every day. There's a new AI thing uh, produced, and it's just like what, why? But it it's 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 very difficult. We we can either either have no words, or you just can talk endless ad nauseum about this thing. I I think it's 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 wrong. On so many levels, I think it needs. Uh, it's not going away, obviously, because that's the way technology is. You can't really stop uh, the advancement of technology. You can just see what it does and course correct uh, what it is. I think it's unethical. I think it's it's. Uh, uh, at, at one point, I I I read a, a, a comment about someone that I follow that said, "Ev." We lost so much of our humanity that we're now even letting machines do art for us. You know, like art has always been one of the first means of expression. We draw on caves, we draw on earth, we draw on stones. And and that's always been a, a beautiful um, component of the human uh, spirit, so to speak. Like, why are there museums? Because it's lovely to go into a museum and watch paintings that took hours and commitment at the study of light and all that to put that together. And that person did that from a blank canvas. Like where's, where's the, where's the art of, uh, uh, typing some words and allowing a machine to spit it out. I, I, I don't, I don't get, and the people defending it, it's, it's the, the arguments are just so, so empty and, 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 and void of, 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 reason i think uh, it, it, it's a complicated matter uh, like i said it's 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 a thing that's not going away i, I see uh, uh uses for it uh in in, in parallel uh, but there has to be regulation there has to be 
rules and supervision. It can't be a fair game to just collect people's art. Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, Mike Minola shared his discontent with AI and some dude, despite him, just posted a, a man in the rain, city, Baltimore, uh, by Mike Minola. You know, it's just like, what, what? What, what, if you want something, just ask Mike Minola to do it. Why, why, why? Are, it's, it's just so wrong and so uh, gut-wrenching and infuriating. It's all that. Well, for me, you know, art, and we, we all know this, art is probably one of the least appreciated things in society at the minute, right? You know, we've got tech, we've got science, we've got everything, and then art is always kind of like at the bottom that people don't really think too much about. Um, yeah, we've got governments even trying to get rid of art studies and trying to stop art students learning things. And ultimately what this movement, if you even want to call it that, is telling people is that, yeah, your art doesn't matter because your art doesn't matter because I can tell this computer to do it and it will be the same. Yeah. And what concerns me as well is that, you know, you can literally type in, you know, you mentioned the Mike Bignola thing as, as an example, but you can literally type in like, uh, prompts and then like an artist's name and it will literally create something that you know it thinks is that artist's style yeah and that's so messed up to me that's so wrong i don't feel like that should even have any place so i'm I'm really glad you know what, what prompted this conversation as well was not only the weeks that have gone past where people have already been criticizing ai but also recently on art station you would have seen the um the protest where yeah. the art station may have featured a piece of AI artwork on their social or something like that. I'm not sure of the full story, but either way they, they featured some AI artwork and basically all of the users or a lot of users put up a, you know, no AI image and it just flooded the whole homepage, which I thought, you know, was a great thing to do. And now they've, you know, art station has released a statement about it, but you know, did you see uh, that? Go on. Go on. Did you see the result of that? Because apparently one of the things that prompters use for creating their their uh, art uh, their outputs is trending on ArtStation. Really, and on that day when when the all the the trending page was the AI, uh, the the forbidden sign, uh, all the artwork that came out from AI was populated by that sign, which was <laughs> like all uh, like this these mutant uh, creations with the the. Uh, anti-AI, it was the best. It was great. Like, and people complaining, all oh, my prompts, they're not working. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is, it makes no sense. Well, that's great. In my opinion, you know, that is the best way artists can like Absolutely. protest this. Yeah. You know, these platforms that, because essentially AI is only going to become popular if the platforms allow it to be. For example, if yeah. I started doing AI artwork on PostSpy, if there was a big category for it, if I made it a big featured thing, it gives people more reason to actually do it. Um, same with ArtStation, if they start featuring AI artwork, yeah. people are going to say, oh, cool, well, I can just do AI artwork and I can put my stuff on ArtStation. If Behance, DeviantArt, you know, all these platforms do it, then there's then it's just going to become more popular. It's just going to be like a snowball, isn't it? Yeah, so absolutely. for me, the more that the platforms see that this is not what people want, this is not what artists want, then I think um, that's good for everybody. So if you're an artist and you're seeing this kind of thing and you want to protest, go ahead and put up a no AI thing on ArtStation or any other platform that starts supporting AI. Because yeah, I, yep. you know, I, I, I'm totally against it. There's no way I don't think I'll be supporting it on posts by either. So. Absolutely. And, and, and I actually think it, it's gonna, it's gonna move the needle. I think it actually is going to do something. Uh, we, we're starting to see, uh, those platforms that you mentioned kind of just like, uh, Oh, okay. What, what's happening with this and, and trying to backpedal, 
it's, it, it, I, I think we can achieve something. I hope so. At least that's my hope that we can actually put a stop to what, how it's been being used. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if we're going to use it uh, in a way because it's not going away, let it be on 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 our behalf, not 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 against us. Like to, like I I, I also well, said someone, uh, ah, if you can use for instance AI to change the lighting on something to adapt to a concept or something like that, but as a tool for you to use with your own assets and all that, not uh, uh, collecting pieces of artwork that authors didn't authorize and they're not getting compensated with. Well, I think that's. Um spot on what you're saying basically if you think about it if i was an artist creating you know posters or concept art or whatever i would want to use ai to for example say i was doing a piece and i was just stuck on how something might want to look or how i might recompose something maybe i would want to rely on something like ai to enhance my own work and say you know okay where would i put this element if i wanted it to look good something like that but then I think you still have to understand or there still has to be an understanding for, for people, for artists of where is the AI pulling that element? If I said to an AI, here's my landscape, but I want to put in like, I don't know, a, a big cathedral in the background and I type in cathedral, blah, 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 and it does it. Where's that come from? Has that come from some other artist that's that's yeah. now, you know, thinking, well, that's my cathedral I painted. What's it doing there? Is it coming from a photo which a photographer has taken? You know, where is it coming from? Is there any way to, you know, is there actually any way to have AI ethically part of the artist workflow? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there probably is a way to do it. I don't know. Maybe it would be a case where like a company that owns 3D assets, let's just say, started doing AI things. So you could integrate that into like your designs and it would place an asset which is owned by you know, that company that has released that AI software, that I think would work. That would make sense. You know, like you said earlier with your poster wanting to have like a car in it, you know, you could use this sort of AI and say, okay, I want to use this car and then it places it in, but that car is owned by the plugin company that you actually, you know, you're paying for. Exactly. It's not not yeah, some artist. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. I think AI could be very beneficial for. And I have seen a lot of artists as well who are defending AI and saying, you know, I found it really useful to, you know, um, generate ideas for my own stuff but i still think there's there's a very gray area where actually it's not even a gray area it is just trying to understand where that has come from how yeah. has that been invented you know so yeah no absolutely and and i mean there are levels to ai on what we do basically like i mentioned earlier the uh, enhancement and the, the 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 that that's a sort of ai like it's it's creating pixels on the photo so that sort of thing, I think it's a good tool, but not what it's being used now at, with, with free 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 reign for all to to use it and 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 especially all, all, and and also commercializing it like it, it doesn't make sense to me. It it really it really does not uh, compute. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think at the very least, anything that's generated with AI should be automatically like withdrawn from any kind of commercial use. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can have it for fun. You can create something for your, you know, put your profile for Twitter and everything. But no, it, it, it just took off in a, well, you know, it, it's uh, it's like that Jurassic Park uh, uh, quote, like uh, you were so worried about if you could do it, 
that you didn't think if you should do it. It's kind of like that, you know, like, and, and uh, it just exploded and, 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 and it needs to be uh, put under control. It basically, it's out in the wild and now we need to, okay, come back. That's not what is intended. Let's regroup. Let's reassess. Um, I think there is a way that you mentioned to remove everything. I think they, they have the tools because they do it with music, uh, music. Uh, they already have rules in place that you can't use copyrighted material. So what's, what's keeping everyone from doing the same with art, just to protect the artists, protect the, the people that are creating, uh, the, the materials that you're stealing basically, because it is theft. Yeah, that's so true. I guess the one issue with artwork is that when you put something out there, when you create a poster or whatever, there is no big conglomerate studio owning it, you know, universal music. Oh, you know, for, yeah. as an example, you said about music, exactly. you know, they own yeah. that. That's because they're scared of it being used and them losing money. But for artists that we don't have that benefit, there is no big company saying you guys can't use that. And I don't know. I think it's just a really tricky one. And and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to leave the podcast here. We can ponder this now for forever because it food is it's just, yeah, food for thought. Well, you know, what's your opinions on AI, you know, tweet us, send us messages on Instagram, whatever. I mean, I've actually had some people message me being like, Hey, what's your thoughts on AI? And I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> That's it. You know, I don't think there's yeah. right now where we're at. I think it's, it's not good for anybody. And actually Absolutely. I just want to say before we do come to it, to a close, there was one artist who, I shared their post on on Facebook and and I think maybe on Instagram and I can't remember her name, but she was basically saying that the AI was literally using her artwork and it was just outputting it and people were you know saying this is your stuff this is literally your work yeah and even Toma Hanuka as well he's been putting stuff on Twitter where I think someone had prompted an AI like blah 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 Toma Hanuka and it's literally come up with his very similar style and they're selling the work. Yeah whether or not it's like NFTs or something like that, I don't know. But, you know, it seems to be that right now, this is a very, very dangerous place. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, you know, if you've been listening to this and you want to share your opinions on AI, feel free to, you know, tweet, Instagram, you know, whatever you want to do, email even, because um, I'd love to hear your opinions about it. So yeah. Anyway, you know, it's been great having you on the podcast. I know you've got to run, you've got a dinner tonight, so I won't keep you for uh, for much longer. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, no, it's been great having you on here. And I think we've had some, you know, great discussions about, you know, artwork, AI, the future of art. It's been a really good chat. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And uh, let's do this again sometime. <laughs> sure thing. Cheers, Nuno. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Poster Spy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. If you've been enjoying this series so far, consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll also be given access to extended versions of each and every episode, discounts with our partners, and more. Simply head over to patreon.com slash posterspy. And if you're looking for daily design inspiration, visit posterspy.com, where you can browse thousands of posters created by artists all over the world. Follow us on social media at posterspy for all of the latest updates.